We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another NBA Live with two stay hot people, Matt and Theo. Talking about the downfall of the Sixers, yeah, and uh, all that, and the other NBA stories. There's one that I actually would quite like to talk about. Which one is that? It's the it's the Kyrie Irving news that they asked the GM if he was going to be there next year, and the GM was hesitant to answer and said, "Like, we we value availability a lot." And, and they're not wrong. Right. It's not wrong. Like, this is, I'm a big, like, it's so tough to wade through players being overpaid, and not signing guys to big extensions because every player's overpaid. You know, every contract's an overpay. Every max contract is too much. They're all bad decisions, <laughs> at least a Twitter. But um, with Kyrie, even though you have a player like Kevin Durant, even though I think you still have a championship window, it's really tough because he could end up just not playing that much, especially he's also super injury prone and you could end up paying him $50 million a year. This isn't a max contract. This is more than that. Right. And you think about like the human aspect of sports, which I think it's something that it's, it's tough to talk about it because no one is in the building. So it's tough to like speculate that someone's feeling a certain way or that someone is angry at this person or displeased at this person when you're not there. All you can really see is the results on the court. But I do think that that's something that drives a lot of the decisions in the NBA is like, how do you like this? Do you like this guy or not? And if you're the Nets, and you signed Kyrie Irving to be your superstar and bring you a championship. And Kyrie has gotten there and been nothing but difficult and sat out games and refused to get a vaccine that caused you him to miss half the gate, the lead half, half the games this year. 
Right. And on top of that, like last year he was sitting out for, you know, there's the mental health reasons. And again, it's tough to know like what that's all, all that's about. Cause we're not there, but I mean, damn, you're paying the guy you paid him. And I think it's un- not unreasonable if you're the GM and now you look bad because the results haven't been what you thought they would be that your guy has been unreliable and your guy has let you down multiple times and your guy has not been, and for seemingly no reason, a martyr and deciding to, you know, give his time to the cause of vaccinations are bad, which is just like, come on, man, give me something. So, I mean, you're getting into the next season. It's It's, like, dude, you got to work with me. Right. And I I don't, I don't want to come across as like a Kyrie Irving hater. I really am not. Like, I really, really am not. I think Kyrie is, he gets him overhated for some crazy ideas, like, like some of the things like burning sage before the game. Some people make fun of him for that. I don't have a problem with cares? that. You know, uh, his idea of like a player run league. A lot of people were like, Oh, give me a break Kyrie. I think that's like an interesting idea to talk about, you know, but uh, some of the stuff he does is just a little bit like, like, man, come on, dude, we're trying to win and you're out doing on a side mission. So if they don't want to deal with that anymore, I, I it would not shock me at all. He thinks it's Skyrim. He really does think it's Skyrim. He's playing Skyrim. He's playing GTA. <laughs> but like, I don't know. The Nets problem. I actually, I'm working on a video about this right now. Their problem is that people don't like to th- think about this, but the luxury tax is going to be a huge problem. They're going to they're going to be paying a ton of money. They're going to pay like. You know, it's not like they can just, oh, they'll, they're contending. So they'll just resign like Claxton and Bruce Brown. Those, both those guys are going to get $10 million a year. And they're already paying Kevin Durant ridiculous money. Kyrie Irving would be get, getting $50 million a year. Ben Simmons is getting $30 million a year. Joe Harris is getting close to $20 million a year. I mean, that team is expensive. And right. I almost think that a Simmons or Kyrie trade would be good for the sense. And the fact that the Nets are already talented enough. I won't hear anything. It is not a, like we're not, we don't have the the personnel. You have one of the top guys in the league. You have surrounding talent. It's so hard to get to that position that you need to still go all in and contend. But I almost think that a Simmons trade or a Kyrie trade to get some more role players that fit what they need a little bit better and to give them a little bit more flexibility, uh, just cap space wise and not paying half a billion dollars for this roster a year and not dealing with like, you know, Ben Simmons, there's a lot of question marks about him. Kyrie Irving, there's a lot of question marks about him. I think his biggest problem is his injury proneness. Kyrie can't stay healthy. If he can't stay healthy, it's hard to get everyone to buy in and get the chemistry right, which is another one of their problems because they don't play any games together. So if you're like, it's it's hard to imagine a world where everything works out for this exact Nets team because you need like Simmons to come back and play in this role that you haven't seen him do before and like do all that stuff. And you need Kyrie to come back and stay healthy. And it's like, I think there's a big move and and yeah, Brooklyn I, I kind of do too. I kind of think that, that you look at all that and it's tough to work with. I mean, if I was a boss and my employees were Ben Simmons and Kyrie, I'd be like, Oh God, <laughs> like, please help me. Like that's like, again, some of this stuff, they get some undeserved hate. They do like, especially Kyrie. There's some stuff that he does that is not, as bad as people make it out to me to be. And like Ben Simmons, I truly, he just got surgery on his back and everybody thought he was pretending, but like they really are unreliable players. They really are. And it's, it's, it's tough for even maybe the staunchest Kyrie defender to say that 
he's not unreliable or tough to work with. It just is what it is. And you get Ben Simmons on top of that, who I would also say is a little unreliable, maybe also a little tough to work with. It's like going into a season with both those guys when you could maybe trade one and get some role players and you still have the high-end talent. in Fill out defensively a little bit more, get a little bit cheaper. It's definitely got to be tempting. They're definitely having those conversations in Brooklyn and there's definitely offers coming in, you know, so... They have, and they have multiple first-round draft picks they can trade that they got from the 76ers. But their their options are so limited because, like, for instance, with where they are now, if you were to sign Nick's Cla- Nick Claxton to, like, $10 million a year, you'd be paying, like, $50, $60 million a year for that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane how expensive it gets. So, I, I just, I think, I kind of, <laughs> I don't know if I can, every time a big guy like that signs a contract, the teams know by the end of it, they're going to be getting the short end of the stick. Like the Drew Holiday deal, right? They paid him four years, $120 million. Drew Holiday is not going to be worth $35 million when he's 35, most likely. Jimmy Butler deal, another good example. Right. But with the Kyrie deal, man, it could be as soon as he starts playing, it's like he just won't be healthy. He won't play. He's not going to give you seven yeah. games. So. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really think that this offseason we could see him move. I, I It almost would surprise me if he just stays on the team mm-hmm. and maybe even by the next trade deadline because it would surprise me if maybe he does survive the offseason, he stays on the team or survives like he's going to die. He survives. The Nets don't trade him this offseason. On top of that, I think that's like a 50-50 shot. And then there's like the trade deadline. There's still times to trade players. And if Kyrie has some other thing that's bothering him or some, some other reason to sit out before the trade deadline next year, I think it could be like one more straw that breaks the camel's back. Like if he is not available, available, available the first half of next year, maybe they move him and it's not working out. Maybe they move him before the deadline. Well, next and, year. The, and this yeah. is why and the Nets knows, are in a, but, this is why the Nets are in a bad uh, position, honestly. Because it's like, it's easy to be like, we should move Ben Simmons, we should move Kyrie Irving, but I don't know who would trade for Kyrie. And that's not because I, it's not because I'm like, Kyrie Irving is some like terrible dude. But number one, like, he has not played 70 games in a season in half a decade. He hasn't had a really strong playoff run in half a decade. And you would have to pay him a whole bunch of money. Who is, who is like, who has the salary to match that and wants to and is contending and, wants to rely on, on a player who just can't stay on the super, court. super healthy. I guess yeah. Miami could. Yeah, Miami could. I could see that. But um, Butler and Kyrie would be a funny. I need a Butler. reality TV show down there if he goes to Miami. Butler and Kyrie would be a very funny duo, I think. But yeah, and, maybe um, Miami. Miami would be cool, but I think they probably want Donovan Mitchell more. It kind of depends on what what the trade is, I guess. But right. I don't know if they have the role players necessarily that Brooklyn would want because you also have to make it worth it for Brooklyn. And it's hard to do that. And with Simmons, I mean, is his he's a, he is you know a, a player who has a lot of potential, but I don't know if his value on on a, on a trade would be any worse than it is right now. Yeah. So I don't know what a trade with him would look like. So you're just, it would be nice if like, there's a world where everyone buys in and stays healthy and they play and the chemistry gets right. And the offense gets right. And they get a couple more defensive players, but it's a lot of ifs to get there without a big major change for Brooklyn. 
Daniel says there's no way Pat Riley. Will, yeah, will Tyree Kyler? No, Heat culture will get Kyrie right. And Kyrie will come to Phoenix for um, campaign and Dario Saric, and he will come off the bench and win Sixth Man of the Year. In the Suns culture, will fix all of his issues, and he'll have a grand old time. <laughs> the uh, Aiton, you know the the Lakers. As much as the Lakers, that team might be one that would take a chance on Kyrie's antics. They, you they, know, I, I'm sure. They would. They don't have much to offer, but there's a world where maybe <laughs> Russell, it doesn't take the Russell where... Westbrook Kyrie Irving sign and trade one for one swap is a go. <laughs> the Durant and Westbrook reunion in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but the other problem also is that Kevin Durant is, you know, that's why he's in Brooklyn because Kyrie's there too. So you can't just trade like that's not going to. Hey, look, here's this Kyrie Irving trade we finally found that works. And then Kevin Durant's like, don't do that. You're not doing it. I think a Simmons trade's probably more likely, honestly. But I don't – I think Kyrie maybe has his value limited a little bit by the fact that just I don't know if anyone else would be willing to give him $250 million. But I don't know. The Knicks are a possibility. I think that's a good take. I think, like, the yeah, the Knicks – are the team that I think makes sense for all the like toxic superstars just because the Knicks need to sell some, t- they need to be relevant. It's been so, so long that they just can't get anybody. So someone like Westbrook makes some sense for the Knicks. I've said like Mitchell Mitchell's not, I don't know if I'd call Mitchell toxic, but it does kind of seem like it's not a great situation in, in Utah right now where it might be him or go bear. Like the Knicks do make sense as a, as a team that would, uh, that would take a chance on some maybe damaged goods. As long as that damaged goods is like a brand name that everybody likes, you know? So also I don't think heat culture is a myth just because there are teams like the heat clearly have a very good culture, you know, like I feel like they're a team that is under Spolstra and under under Spolstra and under Riley. I mean, they went from like the Heatles era with LeBron and, and and they turned it around and got to the finals, like not that many years later, you know, and they were putting forward contending teams, not that many years later. And I think that it is real. I don't know if it's like heat culture as in like specifically Miami has it or just teams with good culture have it, but it is like a good culture culture they have they have a great general manager and a great coach maybe probably the best gm coach combo in the league right so i definitely think like the heat have a culture of that you feel comfortable adding people to and getting their full potential that maybe the charlotte hornets don't (laughs) maybe the maybe the you know i don't know who are some bottom maybe the sacramento kings don't have that the, the Heat definitely have something. So, yeah, I, I definitely think it's real. Thoughts on Duncan Robinson? Should he be getting playing time? Well, Duncan Robinson is our esteemed co- co-worker here at Blue Wire. So we think Duncan Robinson should be getting much more playing time. I mean, <laughs> I do like Duncan Robinson a lot. Um, but, you know, if if it's working right now and you're up in the series, it's tough to say, you know, make a change. It's not like their offense has been... I guess that's not true. Like in the last or two games ago versus Philly, that that offense was really dead. Um, but you know, I, I do. Th- I would like to see some Duncan Robinson if the shooting really goes. But 
you know, it, it, it hasn't been a major problem yet. So I think they should probably, I'm going to not say like Spolstra, Spolstra, what is Spolstra, Eric Spolstra doing when he is maybe the best coach in basketball and they are up in this series about to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, they went on a huge, after he started coming off the bench towards the end of the season, I believe they went on a substantially long winning streak. So, you know, it is what it is. We love, and Struess is good. Yeah, Struess is someone who, mm-hmm. we saw him in Summer League, Matt, which is crazy. Yes, we yes. did. That, yeah. it's, it's always it's cool to go to Summer League, and there's a few guys you think you won't be able to tell, but there's a few guys who are like, that guy can really play, and yeah. then they actually we do were talking end up about being like we decent there. role players. It, it's sick. It's sick. Um, but I think with Robinson, Philadelphia is a very hard team to match up against defensively, right? That's, or, or yeah, on, on defense, right? Because you got to deal with Embiid. And if you want to throw a double team at him, there's a lot of guys who keep you very, very honest. And Robinson is, is you know, a very good shooter, but he's, um, you know, not, not the defender that some of the other guys on the Heat are. So I think you're, they're, the Miami Heat's concern is like, how can we match up with this many guys defensively? And then if we're they were having a huge problem on offense and they felt like they were missing the spacing, that's when Robinson would come in. But right now, they are doing a good job defensively and they're getting by without Robinson spacing. So I think for now in this series, it makes sense that he's not. Yeah, I just remember watching that. I think I watched like a Struess game where he drew three charges. <laughs> I like Struess a lot. He's crafty. He's crafty. Um, yeah, he's he's nice. But yeah, Heat good. Uh, heat versus Celtics still alive. That's my that's my running um, my running hope is my prediction from January comes true of the Heat Celtics. I think it will. I think it will too. I think it will. And that retweet is going to be the best day of my life because all the replies to that tweet. Hey, if in January you replied to my tweet that says Heat versus Celtics Eastern Conference Finals. There's a lot of people who are hating on that take and saying, like, get real. If one of those people is you, I'd highly advise going back and deleting that now before I hit that with the fat quote tweet that says, read the replies. All right. Because it's it's hopefully happening. And I'm 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 looking forward to it immensely. Okay. So yeah. You know who else is a special talent? Who? Oh, our good friends over at HelloFresh. It's been a while since we've had a HelloFresh. It's Hello been Fresh a while. Read. It's been Too a while. Long. But don't think but don't think that we forgot about them. You know, HelloFresh is Stay Hot's sponsor and you know, with HelloFresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You could skip those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant is even cheaper than grocery shopping. You know, that's money back in your pocket, according to a Zagat Dining survey. HelloFresh's newest menu released includes Mediterranean recipes that are filled with fresh fruits and veggies, nuts, olive oils, and fiber-packed whole grains for nourishing balance. You can pick your favorites from 50 from, uh, from fifty different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to. You can change your delivery date or update your delivery preferences all in the HelloFresh app. You guys, you guys know I'm a big fan of HelloFresh. Haven't made it in a while, but you know, you know when I do, it'll be on my Snapchat story. <laughs> I don't. It'll be on your Snapchat story with the caption, wife me up like you <laughs> toiled in the kitchen up. 
making that when in fact you're a scam because HelloFresh is just so easy to make that even a small child could do it. You think, and you think he's joking. My 11 year old <laughs> sister does it. Yeah. <laughs> so go to HelloFresh.com slash stay hot 16. Use the code stay hot 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. And again, that's HelloFresh.com slash stay hot 16. That's the number 16. Don't spell it out. Use the code STAYHOT16, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Do we want to talk about some basketball? At the top of this episode, we were talking about Mother's Day, and we record this the day before, so you'll be like, oh man, that was yesterday. I totally forgot. Well, what is a better late Mother's Day gift than the gift of HelloFresh? So if you're a bad bad son or daughter and you forgot, (laughs) just ship your mom some HelloFresh and... She'll forgive take you. Some, take some of the burden off. She uh, will forgive you. Cooking or not every mom cooks. That's a stereotype. But if they do, they would love some hello or, fresh. And or, if they or don't, you can cook for them because it's that easy. For them. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's the better. That's the better way to approach this. You need to cook something for your mom, but you don't know how to cook. Hello this is hello what you should have told that lady. Yes. When you went I don't, through the... Uh, yes, I should have said, I. <laughs> this food is for me, but I have bought some delicious HelloFresh for my mom uh, that I will cook for her. And you too can have some, cashier lady, with the code STAYHOT16. <laughs> I'm sure she would have used the code STAYHOT16. She would have appreciated it. Not spelled out, but the Not numbers the, the 1 number, six. Num, Numbers 1 and 6. The digits 1 and 6. Do you, you do think boss? this? You do think the Celtics will win the series versus the Bucks? Because I, man, I think it's about fifty fifty. I man, I, I don't I, want to call. I look at it as the the Bucks getting by. It's just like how long can they? The thing is, is that I feel like they're not really getting by offensively. They're the, the Celtics are doing a good job, and it just comes down to can the Celtics get their stuff going? But when they get, you know, when, when like last game, I thought it was, I'm like, man, are the Bucks really going to go up 3-1? And then Tatum turned it on, and it's like, yeah, dude, you got, you know, Middleton and Drew Holiday are supposed to be the two guys for the Bucks, and it's like, Holiday had a stinker, and Middleton isn't playing the series, and it's like, I just don't know. It, it's going to come down to the Bucks have to just out-defend the Celtics, and it's like, I, they have so much more firepower, and it feels like if they get a little bit more in sync, and you've got you just got more juice on offense. Yeah, and and Holiday having a stinker. I mean, man, like Holiday is not someone you can rely on to this have. Is, this is what we were saying. Substantially better than just, that. He's going to take you out of games. So it's not. It's not like games. a Tatum stinker where it's like, okay, you know, it's still Jason Tatum out there. Like Drew Holiday, I wouldn't say they won the finals in spite of him because he, especially in the finals versus the Suns, he really started to make an impact on the defensive. And and Booker kind of was had a quiet series and like he kind of turned it on in the finals, Drew Holiday. But I definitely would say they won in spite of his offense. The entire like finals run last year, he was not a good shooter. He was not a a player who was a great third option on offense. He wasn't, you know, uh, I don't know. It it's. Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's what I'm, he's, I'm he's trying to. He wasn't like a Mikael Bridges or anything like that. Like Bridges for the Suns is great on defense, and also like someone I trust to be an efficient shooter on the offensive end as well. I like. I think that that's something that is not trustworthy for Drew Holiday, or I don't rely on it as much with Drew Holiday. So these 
holiday stinkers are not I like it was kind of especially bad last game, but it's not like he's going to be consistently lighting it. I mean, up. he used to I, when he was with the Pelicans, dude. He had a few playoff series where he was the guy, and I thought he was going to do that more for the Bucks than he hasn't. Um, I mean, I looked, it, it, I looked at his playoff statistics the other day because Holiday is someone I'm like, well, what? I don't remember what he did on the Pelicans in the playoffs. I'm like, is he just like, has he ever turned it up in the playoffs? And he. He has before, but yeah, I mean, last season he he just wasn't great. And I know that the Bucks were the worst three point shooting team in a in a really long time to win the finals, and he was a big part of that. He was kind of selling on offense, especially in the first two series. I remember in the Heat, even though they they won that series pretty easily, it was like Bryn Forbes who was like really going off, and like guys like that. So I don't know. I don't trust Holiday. Middleton is a question mark. Uh, and I mean, if you're going to get Horford playing games like this and the, you know, Horford might be the second best player on the bucks, you know, and the, the Jalen Brown would probably be the second best player on the bucks. And even like, maybe even like Robert Williams and of course, Tatum's Tatum. So yeah, the depth, the depth was kind of making itself known and, you know, Giannis can't do it all by himself. And I think, yeah, I think the Celtics are just going to get a little, if they get more aggressive offensively. You know, both these teams have great defenses. They're probably going to get it done more likely than the Bucks. I don't want to. I don't want to like, you know, count out Giannis or whatever. Right. But like, there is only so much he can do, really. Um, so I, I think I think the Celtics. I look at it as if the Celtics don't win this series, it's it's a, an offensive choke for them. They just need to outscore a Bucks team that's pretty handicapped right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it'll be tough. And I wouldn't put it past Giannis. Obviously I have seen for, I, whenever I start to doubt the bucks, that 50 point game six yeah. performance against yeah. the Suns uh, comes in my mind. I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. And they'll, and what'll happen is, is that the bucks will win tonight. I'll go up three, two. I'll be like, I'm sorry. And then the sorry. I'm so. sorry. Yeah. But the Al Horford magic class, I talked, I said like, you might be the second best player on the books. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. That was so fun to watch. There is a tweet after I think Giannis dunked on him. And then like, he like kind of frowned and like nodded. And then there was like a quote tweet, like yeah, Al Horford acting like he's going to do anything. And then he like <laughs> just kills him. Uh, I wish that series, that series has kind of stuck out to me as like one that I wish the officials would kind of relax on. Like, I know that he was like Giannis's stare down, got a tech. And then after he dunked on Giannis, he kind of like when he was coming down the shoulder, kind of hit Giannis, which looked totally inadvertent. And it got called as a tech, man, the officials got to relax on all this like stuff in the, it just is so frustrating to me watching some of these calls in all sports because football has the same deal with like emotional things, getting just a penalty. And it's like, Oh my God, lighten up. Who wants to see it? But who knows? And I, I think that like the Celtics played a full series against a Nets defense. That's really not mid. That yeah. And then all of a sudden they come up against the bucks and they get punched in the mouth a little bit. Not that it's not the same thing, but I think if they just get a little bit more aggressive, they've. I just, I have a hard time seeing Giannis if if Holiday isn't going to ball out, keeping pace. Right, right. 
Nick's getting Donovan Mitchell next year, and me and him will win the chip. RJ Barrett in the comments, guys. Welcome, RJ Barrett, a longtime Stay Hot fan, <laughs> announcing that him and Donovan Mitchell are going to if win they the trade chip. for Donovan Mitchell, RJ, bad news. You bad might news. You're part of the deal, RJ. Traded, dude. I do think that the Knicks could make the playoffs with it with Barrett and and um uh Barrett and Mitchell and like quickly. I think they would make the playoffs. I would be relatively high on that team. I just I was always been a Julius Randle hater, even when he was good. So I remember I will never forgive myself when I said RJ Barrett will I would bet my life that RJ Barrett is better than Julius Randle next year before the season. And I got bullied. And I'm like, well, I really don't know that much about the NBA. And I'm just like getting told this is an atrocious take. So I was like, I better not like speak on something I don't know enough about. And then it happened. Then Randall was such a fraud. Like he was a bubble. He was a bubble fraud, unfortunately. Like he was an empty stadium environment fraud. When the lights got bright in the playoffs, he turned into who he truly is. Like nope, Randall not, and two firsts for Donovan Mitchell. A bad contract and two firsts for Donovan Mitchell. How about wow. Randall quickly and two firsts for Donovan? Mitchell? I, I think Donovan Mitchell is like probably with his age, he's probably close to like Harden level deal. We're talking okay. here. So if you if you call with Randall and two firsts, I'm I think Utah's giggling and hanging up the phone. But <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> you're you're silly. so wild. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I think they gotta keep Barrett though. I really like man Mitchell. I mean, maybe you don't if you're getting Donovan Mitchell, but I would do anything possible to keep RJ Barrett and Donovan Mitchell. Like, yeah, together. it's it's tough. I, really I don't really would. know. I would try to find something else have i think i think you could give up a huge pick package you could think about it i just don't know if that's the way forward for the next yeah i think i think taj Taj gibson's still in the league i did not know that (laughs) i did not know that i'm sorry guys i'm a casual i did not expect to see taj gibson's name there bulls legend i used to love taj gibson in 2k a couple years ago i was a big taj gibson guy Late doing a fantasy draft, get Taj Gibson as my starting four, like late in the late in the fantasy draft. I'd do that all the time. Shout out Taj Gibson for real. Get Rondé Hollis Jefferson. That was yeah. my guy. You could rim run with him like crazy. You could, you could. I rim running in 2K. There, you could if you can find someone who you can do that with, you I would like win MVP with like Josh Akogi just because he was fast. Ben Simmons is like the best player, dude. Really? I always thought Valanchunas was broken. I could get like yes. 20, 20 yeah, and 20 with him. Agree. His post moves are crazy. Uh, and he gets like a lot of rebounds. Mm-hmm. Biombo is someone when he was on the Hornets. I had like 30 rebounds in a game with him one time. I was a big Alan Crabb fan on like 2K16. Uh, yeah. yeah. A duo of Barrett and Mitchell would be the most inefficient duo in the league. Yeah, I don't know if that... Maybe that's a hot take. I don't know if that really moves me. Like if no. you're just gonna like give up the farm for Donovan Mitchell, I really like. I don't think that makes the Knicks some. I think it makes him a playoff team. I don't know if it makes him like a, a finals contender, but it's like I think I, I think that would still be a team that's very incomplete. I guess they. It depends on what they give up, but like. 
Are they yeah. better than the Cavs? Probably not. Probably <laughs> yeah, not. I mean, I don't know if they're better than the Cavs or the Nets or it depends on what moves the Hawks make or the Hornets. They could like, be better there's... than the Raptors, I think. I think they could be better than the Hawks. I do. Uh, yeah, it depends on what else happens, but you'd have to keep Mitchell Robinson. I mean, it would be, I think it would definitely be a good team, but if it's hard to sell the farm for a team where it's like, yeah, that we're going to fight to make the playoffs. Yeah, true. Bismack, Bismack Biombo is better than Marquise Chris. That's got to be one of the more random beefs in history. It's like, what, who's fighting who? <laughs> Why? What did they do? No they, way. Dude. How many minutes did each of them get? Like probably five each. Like, what happened in that time? You know, they didn't have that much time to interact. I, what did you say that I get him so mad? Oh, so what are you doing beefing with Bismack Biombo? That guy's building a children's hospital in in Africa, you know? Fuck off, Chris. Ben Simmons is crazy because six one point guards guard him in 2K. Yeah, you'll rim run with Ben Simmons and don't have like Devontae Graham on him. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, the Sixers have always, now that Simmons is gone, maybe not so much, but... The Sixers were always my go-to team on 2K because I love big centers and I loved Ben Simmons in that game. Yeah, I loved the Trailblazers in the day. I The Alan Crabb-Lillard duo was pretty crazy. We always loved, me and my friends always loved Gilbert Arenas on 2K and like playing with a classic Wizards team with him or even like he was off the game for a while and we'd like download a roster with him on it just because we would play with Gilbert arenas so much. Like it's, he was like a cheat code. We would always play with Gilbert arenas. Uh, so yeah, I go him, to we, me and my friends will play black top and my yes, go to is, yes. is nuggets. Carmelo. That's my guy. Oh my God. My friend kills me with Carmelo just kills me. I'm pretty good in 2k 16 with Kyrie. I like could not miss ever. Uh, Iverson now. I love playing with like a classic Allen Iverson now. Um, who else? I haven't played as much 2K recently. I don't even have the newest ones. So Crab Lillard. I loved Allen Crab so much. I would take him in every franchise and I'd win six man of the year with Allen Crab. I think I got him an MVP one time. <laughs> <laughs> you're playing sitting there playing through 82 games with Alan Crabb to get him MVP. No, no, no. We would play like 14 game seasons yeah. and yeah, we would put up, there was a, there was a time where we did played like 12 minute quarters on like a franchise just to see what numbers we could do. And I think I had, we, we would pick, we played on like rookie 12 minute quarters and we just see, saw what numbers we could put up. And my friend had Giannis, and averaged like a hundred points a game. And I had Trey young and I averaged like 50, 20 and 10 <laughs> for the <this> season. <laughs> and Just, Trey young rebounds a game. Yeah, no, it was, it was ridiculous. It was like, get him a triple double. And yeah, where was, I can't remember who had Giannis and who had Trey young. It could have, I it was those two though. And like one my friend was averaging like a hundred a game and I was trying to go a little bit more well-rounded and see if I could get like the wilt stat line of like 50, 20, 10, 10, and 12, you know, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the, uh, the sun's math series right now? You must, I, I, I was at graduation. I was at Cami graduated last night. So I was there with my friends and a couple other of my friends graduated. So we were there, but we had the game on like, <laughs> Like we had the game on like in our lap on the phone. Cause it's like, 
we don't really care about everybody else who's graduating. But uh, right. um, so my, my thoughts on it so far is that Luca is just a phenomenal player. Uh, the Mavs are their their shooting is not just against the Jazz. You know, like I thought maybe it's like oh. You know, I've said it before. Any team could have beat the Jazz in the series with how badly their weakness was getting exploited. But I mean, they have gone off to some blistering shooting performances, especially I mean, in the last in the last game they got up early, they were shooting really well. In game, what game is it? Five in game four, they were just they had like 17 threes or something stupid like that. So my thought on them, and it's not going away is the thing I've been a little disappointed with like the adjustments. Cause the story of losing has kind of been the same every time. And honestly, I think Monty has gotten out coached kind of two series two series in a row here, which is a little concerning. I'm a little concerned about <laughs> Chris balls had three bad games in a row, which is like unusual. It's got me to like raise my eyebrow, but I'm not like, totally concerned because you know there's always booker when chris ball is having a bad game and booker had a great game last night and he's kind of looking good off that hamstring so i don't know i've been a little concerned about the suns in these playoffs so far just inconsistent shooting nights uh kind of rare that we've gotten both stars to show up in the same game or you know campaign has just been awful and was benched last night for the first time so Against the Pelicans, it was a little bit more difficult than it should be. I think against the Mavs, it's a little bit more difficult than it should be. And, uh, you know, we'll see. The Warriors obviously have not quite looked like this, the death lineup they looked like early in the Nuggets game. So they could definitely still make the make the finals beat it. But it's definitely not going to be a... Like, they were the best team in basketball, right? By like 10 wins in the regular season. They're not cruising to the to the finals and they're not cruising to a finals victory. Like we saw from some other like clear best teams in the league. You know, they're not a team where it's like the LeBron Cavs where you just knew or the, the warriors where we just knew like they're a historically great team and they've won so many games. The last two games where they might have the resume as a team who could do that. But I don't think they are that, but still I uh, am they're, not they're, as low on them as you i think i'm not low on them i still think but i i am a little they're not looking as good as i hoped they would look i guess i don't know like i can i can think of a lot of times where i mean in 2018 Cavs were down three two in the eastern conference finals to fair the baby celtics are like uh 2015 they went down to the bulls and like they could have very easily been down three one in that series if lebron didn't hit a ridiculous game winner to get it to two, two. So I, I think that in retrospect, like if the Suns make it to the finals again, in retrospect, we'll look back and say, yeah, Pelicans went to six, but Booker it wasn't got hurt. close. And but yeah, but the Pelicans went to six and Booker got hurt. It's like, that was never really a series when, you know, there's definitely sometimes during the series where you think it was. Um, I think that, I think that like the Mavs are just too easy to attack on offense. Like I just think they don't like the like with the Suns, they can put out some lineups where you're like, man, I guess we're gonna go after Chris Paul. But you right. got a lot of guys there, a lot of hands, you know, you're gonna force a lot of turnovers, a lot of athletic wings. You trust Aiton. Mavericks, I don't feel that way. I feel good about Aiton mismatching on uh Maxi. I feel like 
a lot, you know, Brunson's a guy I can go after. Luca, if he gets tired too, which he he probably will because he, he has so much on offense. Will. It's like I can go after him. I and he's fat. Yeah, he's out of shape. All right. I, I, <laughs> he's I no think, he's not Giannis out here. All right. Luca, uh get get in shape. All right. Then maybe you will stop choking in the second half, like last game. Luca, Jay Crowder, and Danny Green are the exact same player. Uh, I, yeah. I think that like, you know, a lot of championship teams probably like when they get these, the, the Mavericks have, you know, good role players. It's not like any one of their role players is bad. They all have good games. They're all good shooters, but I think they've maybe overall they're the guys around Luca and Brunson and them are, are dudes who are favoring offense and shooting a little bit more than, than, than defense. And maybe they're just not as, complete of role players as you really need to be to go out and not, you know, give up a bunch of points, even when Chris Paul is playing bad and not let, you know, the team score 80 by. Yeah. You know, I don't know. They're still whatever. super deep. They've got more depth than the, than the, than the Mavs do. And like outside of Luca, like players two through five, or maybe like the rest of the way you would take the sun's second best player over the Mavs, second best player and the sun's third best over the Mavs, third best and so on and so on. And probably until the end of the roster. So they'll probably win this series. And you could say that about a lot of the teams in the NBA about the suns is like, again, maybe they're going to run into teams with a better best player. That's probably what's going to happen the rest of the way with getting the warriors next round. And then whoever they face in the finals, you know, unless they maybe face the heat in the finals, you would think like the Suns are never going to have the best player in the series the rest of the way, but it comes down to the depth, it comes down to the depth. So yeah. Yeah. What's the, is the most you would offer hero in an extension this off season? Probably a lot. I mean, unless he's in a trade, like you can't let him walk. You really can't. If you're the heat, I mean, where is he is a very crucial part to that offense. And I don't know. I'd probably offer him. I guess I don't have the full knowledge of how much it. You have to get another guy who can hit shots like yeah. he can. You can't just lose that. Like if you just let Hero walk. So I'd have to know what I was getting back offered and like sign in trades or who'd be interested in him or how much they'd be offering him. And I'd have to know like they can get Donovan Mitchell. That totally changes thing. Or thing you know like a Kyrie. Right. Irving, I would give him up things. for maybe a, a maybe I would give him up for like Kyrie. Or maybe I would give them up for like Mitchell. That might be what I would look to do if I was them because, yeah, you would obviously probably ideally like to avoid paying, overpaying Hero. Uh, but you also can't lose the shot making. So a trade for someone, I would definitely explore trading him. But if I couldn't, I would, I'd probably pay him a lot of money, you know? So, yeah. Lakers should get Duncan Robinson. They should. That would be cool, but I don't know. There's a yeah. trade there for him. You know what else you know you should be taking a look at? Our good friends over at Prize Picks. We do. Okay. Our good friends over at Prize Picks where daily fantasy is made easy. 
You know, Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS operator and offers every player in every stat category you can think of. You know, you can pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus projected numbers. Prize Picks allows for mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on Chris Taylor or the under on Joel Embiid in the same entry. And users that deposit and use our promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code STAY HOT. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code STAY HOT or go to your app store and download the app today where Prize Picks makes daily fantasy easy. One thing, um, someone in the Discord was like, hey, Bladen, can <laughs> you asking Theo to just like rant, like name you baseball players is hilarious. And then they asked me like, can you use this player in the next in the next prize picks ad read? I was like, sure, if you sign up for prize picks. <laughs> so that's that's our new that's gonna be the new deal. Um if you want me to say a baseball player, uh sign up for prize picks and DM me a screenshot of you signing up for prize picks and tell me the baseball player you want me to say. Um, and until we run out of prize, until prize fix decides that they no longer want to sponsor stay hot, uh, which will be never, uh, after this, <laughs> a- after this promotion, <laughs> um, I will, I will keep continue reading new baseball players from, from the people. Cause I don't know any, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what are the other have series? Have you ever heard of, have you ever heard of Bryce oh. Harper? I yeah I, I know I know Bryce Harper okay. I know Mike Trout I know Aaron Judge, um, and I know Rod- Do you, have a- you ever a- heard of Mookie Betts? No, never heard of Mookie Betts in your life. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a baseball fan. Like <laughs> I still know who Mookie Betts is. Okay, I've watched one baseball game on TV ever, and I've do, seen. Do you know Fran- Francisco Lindor? I think we are. Yes. Yeah. That. Yeah. You, you had okay. the, I think he, he plays for the guardians, right? He might, I don't even know. I've just heard his name. I think, I think Gab's <laughs> talked about him on Twitter. So that's, that might be why I know who that is, but the, yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot of baseball players. Freddie, Freddie Freeman. No. Okay. <laughs> you, you can do this all day, Theo. Like, um, it's going to be no for like probably 99%, but, uh, other series. Yeah. What other series have we not talked about? Uh, we Warriors, haven't talked Grizzlies, about. I mean, Ja like, is missing the rest yeah, of the playoffs, which sucks. stinks. And not series even on the play right where now. everybody thought everyone thought he would get hurt. You know, run into the hoop and throwing his body <laughs> around and landing on his back. But no, kind of a fluky play with that cl- like closing out on Clay and just kind of knocking knees and man, tough scene. He was killing it. Grizzlies probably going home, but a lot to be excited for. I mean, the last we're coming, assuming they lose this series, right? Because they probably will without Ja. As good as the Grizzlies' record has been without Ja Morant, um, it wouldn't surprise me if they staved off elimination for one more game. Because without Ja, they really, I mean, they played the Warriors tough last time when their record is so good without him that it's not impossible to think. But assuming they get eliminated, uh, still a lot to be excited about in Memphis, right? With where your last memory of Ja, like he is, will be coming off of just a master class of a series against the Warriors before he got hurt. Right. And you can think, you know, we didn't get beat at full strength. You know, we got beat with, it took a jaw injury for them to beat us and he's going to come back and 
Ja seems like the Grizzlies are the type of team and maybe the type of culture that Memphis, it's not a big market, but I don't know if they'll have issues getting free agent. Like, I feel like they could add a, a really good player. I, I feel like they're the type of market where I wouldn't worry about that. And, and they've got pieces, tons of pieces that other teams would like if, uh, if you wanted to get a second star alongside of him, I think it's possible they add it. So I would feel good about the Grizzlies going forward. Um, it's always nice if you are to lose, to lose with a big excuse. You know, I would rather, I'd rather lose well, and be able to I say, mean, well, of course we lost. Ja was hurt, then get beat at full strength. Obviously, there's always an excuse. You, if you dig, you can find. But this one. is this is a heck of an excuse you've got. But this is right a legit Memphis, one. So this is a legit one. Yeah. So yeah. Crazy how Curry has been outplayed in back-to-back by Jokic and Ja. Yeah. Uh, Sam Howell's... Wait a minute. Sam Howell's eating habits being slandered makes me sad because I eat the exact same way. You're saying you've never tried red meat and you only eat chicken. Which I guess would be fine if that's like a religious thing, you know, if you can't eat beef. But like, if that is... If everything is on the table to you and you go to a steakhouse and you order chicken tenders... You're dead to me, sadly. And uh, Sam Howell is going to lose the locker room when he goes to the first team dinner and takes Tupper like chicken tenders out of a Tupperware. Sadly, I'm not yeah. kidding about that. Yeah, you know, that's just uh, it's not good. It's for the pathetic. Team it's pathetic. It's bad for the culture. Uh, yes. I made a video about this on TikTok. I, I've been excited about it. I think it's gonna be a yeah, real I saw popular you one it for out me. Here. I tweeted it out. What like everything that's going on with the with the Washington Commanders, and then your rookie is eating some chicken tenders when he's supposed to be eating like some seafood. I I just get out of there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. We've uh we've talked about all the series now. We I have, try not to talk too much. I feel bad talking about the off season while the playoffs are going on, but I do kind of like Grizzlies Warriors is like you feel bad. It's over. For them, it's but. over. You know, it is what it is. We'll talk about Warriors, and then I don't want to like talk about Warriors and Suns before it happens because then I'll have already taken said everything there is to say about that series. So, yeah, I don't know. I was talking about. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Sam Howell's eating habits and it goes along a little bit to with Kyrie. This is my lecture. Uh, the human side of sports, you just can't have a team leader, a quarterback, not eating red meat. All right. This is going to sound like a crazy take, but you've got to be, be a man and you've got to eat some steak. All right. If you want to be a vegetarian, a vegan, you're fine. That I also get like, be careful about what you're putting in your body. That's also leadership. You can't have an eight-year-old t- taste palate. I mean, that's just childish. And you can't be a childish, immature quarterback. And to me, eating chicken tenders everywhere you go is legitimately immature. Like, I legitimately, if I learned that about Sam Howell, and it was like close between him and another person on my board, I already think he's the worst quarterback. I would legitimately take the other guy. <laughs> I would legitimately take the other guy. I need my quarterback to not be a baby. All right. And he's being a baby with this. Don't so, care. Well, here, here's the counter to that, though. Patrick Mahomes apparently uses ketchup on everything. Also yes. a little childish. What happened, though? What happened? Tyree Kill left. 
Tyreek Hill left. But we All need right. to get a chance to interview Tyreek. How much look, did I was talking uh, to Ben? So, look, Mahomes I was talking. Okay, I don't know if I was talking to with. Look, we, me and Ben Solik, we met up. He's a he has a podcast with The Ringer. Uh, he was in Phoenix. We met up and we talked and we talked a lot about like Wentz and kind of like because he was on the Eagles beat and like some of the issues that Wentz had and how like with the new CBA being what it is the the bargaining agreement teams can't make wide like quarterbacks and wide receivers work out at their facilities like it's not allowed you can't mandate that but you st- obviously teams still want their players to work out together in the offseason yeah but if you're cringe wide receivers aren't going to want to work out with you okay they're not going to want to work out with you and apparently Mahomes is having some issues with his brother and all that that Mahomes is not is people are like a little is bit. That, like is Mahomes that the is genuine report? Is that that's the genuine having trouble report. getting receivers there because Mahomes Mahomes is cringe. Mahomes is a little cringe. All right. Mahomes is slightly cringe. Tyree kill left Tyree. Look, he made fun of Mahomes eating habits. I say this in the video. He's putting steak on ketchup. Tyreek made Patrick lunch. Tyreek. Look, <laughs> read between the lines. Tyreek Hill wanted Mahomes to grow up. He was sick of Mahomes eating habits and childish behavior. He was sick of Mahomes' brother on the sideline, and he wanted to get out of Kansas City and go to Miami, where they have a real team. All right, and sadly, once he's in Miami, they now have a math nerd teaching uh, as their head coach who thinks he's logic. And what, what was that quote that he had? I don't know. Not a dumb question. Oh, not a. Dumb or is question. it not a bad? Is it not, not a dumb, dumb question? question? No, it's which is not like a bad quote, but he's like, I don't know. You gotta be. You can't be corn like. Being corny is a bad trait to have. All right. Kirk Cousins has the corny gene to the highest degree. That's why. Ste- why do you think Stefan Diggs demanded a trade? You know, why did Everson Griffin call Kirk Cousins ass? Why did Zimmer never give him any praise and say, beg him to be aggressive? You know, you don't hear this about Joe Burrow. All right. You gotta, you gotta, you can't be corny. Like Howell, right off the bat, mega corny behavior. Uh, not eating, just eating chicken tenders all the time. All right. He's going to lose. It's like him and Wentz and Heineke. No one's going to like that wide, that quarterback room. Yeah. All right. If you're a, a real dude, you know, you're going to look at that and be like, give me a break. <laughs> Did you guys see and the same goes for, and the same goes for the NBA, bringing it back around is like, you know, you can't be, uh, it's like Mitchell and go bear, you know? Gobert, they don't like each I, other. Because I think that's Go- an interesting. I think that's an interesting debate. LeBron is a little like he is like a, He's little, a little corny, he like a little corny. He's some corny a little stuff. bit. I think in maybe in an endearing way. Yes. But like yes, but you know, Kyrie didn't like LeBron. You know. <laughs> It cost it. They could have won more <laughs> championships together, but LeBron, you know, Kyrie was like, get me out of here. I think really what cost that made, what made Kyrie leave is like the reporters asking like ridiculous questions and not giving him his due. Dude. Like I, I remember there's this one reporter who asked like, do you see him as like a father figure or something one time? And at that right. point, it's like, Dude. and LeBron is a corny guy who Kyrie doesn't like. So it's extra insulting, you know? <laughs> But like, exactly. Like behavior like that frustrates you from reporters, from teammates. And like, yeah, but like Brady is not that corny, man. Like he might be on TikTok and whatever, but like, I guarantee you in the locker room, 
Brady has like respect around the league. I know like, and like Burrow, like everybody and LeBron, like at least the, like they can probably handle criticism. I don't know. It gets to the point where it's like, if you're good enough, it doesn't really matter. Like Russell Wilson's the corniest dude that has ever lived in his entire life. But you know, and guess what? The defense hated Russell Wilson. All right. The defense like openly, like reportedly didn't like Russell Wilson. All right. So even if you're great, it can come back to bite you and your, your best teammates are going to leave and be their own thing. Once you've won a super bowl. All right. <laughs> it, I mean, it worked out for Seattle. It worked out for the, Chiefs. it worked out when Russ was a rookie before he be all the, before people knew how corny he was. And then yeah. it never worked out again. Yeah. I'm de- I wouldn't I can't draft players who are who are weirdos. You can only draft right? like really cool dudes like Which is I'm concerned about Ritter, all right? Ritter <laughs> stop. Ritter's a little corny, all right? Ritter not corny. I'm sorry Ritter. I like Ritter. He is he's very uh No, no. He was your quarterback one. He was my quarterback one. Yeah, we're never going to get Ritter for an interview now that I've said this. But like I take that back. Ritter's not corny. He's just very mature. He's very like adult. Like when he, when they asked him, who is your favorite? Like what they asked him, what song best describes the draft process? And he answered complicated by, Oh, who was it by? I don't know. Like an app, like a two thousands pop punk song. I raised my eyebrow, like Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Okay. That's what I'll say. Maybe, maybe he meant that. in like, uh, like, the draft is complicated. Like it is complicated. Pro- that's what he. I, that's I, what he said. I'm wrong. I, th- about I think Ritter. it's really funny asking like players questions that are ex- like, "What song describes the draft process?" It is. Like, a dumb a really, you're right. The co- it's a tough question. <laughs> really, the report is corny. Not not Ritter. Okay, my fault, Ritter. I love you. All right, you were you were quarterback. One. Giannis is kind of corny. Yeah, but Gian- yeah, and Giannis. Giannis is wholesome too. Giannis like, is that, like that jokes are like the definition of corny. I think if you're good enough, no one cares. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Avril, how do you pronounce Avril Levine? I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, do we have much more to say? We don't, I, we don't have much We're more talking time. About- we do have to get off it too. Yeah. But, Maybe um, five minutes. I think that does it for us, honestly. I think I'm all good. I, I want to make sure we don't run over time. So a little bit shorter of an episode today, but I will. We will see you guys later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.